This week's show is brought to you by Miracle Made. Alright, now you guys, Brad and Alex, you know I like a lot of things, but I'm going to reveal a little bit about myself here. I really like sleeping. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm like, it's, oh, yeah. A, it's in my top three. Of it's a great I thing enjoy. to do. Wait, hang on. Eating, sleeping, and? Sleeping. Again. Okay. It's, All right. it's it's mostly sleeping, then eating, then sleeping Got again. Got it, yes. Got sleep, it. get up, eat, then you get back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. If I could eat while I'm sleeping, I would probably do that, too. Sleep, eat, sleep, repeat. Got it. Yes. And luckily for me, Miracle Made has sheets just for me. Because did you know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? And I'll tell you what I don't like, sleeping on a damn toilet seat. I would rather sleep in some nice sheets. I don't know, man. Have you tried it? Unfortunately, yes. And it's not my style. I won't ask you to elaborate. (laughs) Inspired by those punks at NASA, Miracle Made uses silver-infused fabrics and makes temperature-regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. It has self-cooling properties. The sheets that are infused with this silver prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets, and no more gross odors. Only the best odors in my sheets. You can go to trymiracle.com slash nextlander to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo nextlander at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to miracle.com slash nextlander and use the code nextlander to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash nextlander to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back, everyone, to this year, the Next Lander Podcast, episode number one three. One and a three. Put them together, you get four. But it's not episode four. I'm not going to say it. Some people are superstitious about numbers. So I don't want to worry anybody. It's the episode after 12. It's the episode before 14. I'm not here to be superstitious. But the ghosts tell me I should be. Brad Shoemaker, how are you? I'm not here to do math, man. What are you doing? I want everybody to get ready. Because this ain't funny. My name is Vinny C., and it's about to get money. Alex Navarro. It's Paul Revere. It's Paul Revere. It's Beastie Boys. Yeah, it's Paul Revere. I, when you started doing the three plus one thing, I thought you were maybe doing some sort of reference to the uh, the recently released Evangelion movie. Always. You should, you're right to assume that. You're just the right. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. How's everybody doing today? This here, September 1st. It's number one mecha source on the internet, this podcast. That's right. Ask me anything. We all got mechs. That's what no. we spent our, our Patreon money on. No, Mecca. Oh, please. Oh, Get it right. Gun, Gunpla, please. Thank you. Uh, we're, it, not we're, not, we're not doing walking tanks here, okay? 
All right, fine. We are uh, we are recording this on September first. It's uh, Thursday, September second, on the official release of this next Slender podcast. And uh, I have a I have a frightening tale to share with everyone from this oh, morning. Okay, yeah, yeah. Do you guys all know how doors work? No, not a trick. Why do I feel like I'm about to be tricked? What do you? Not do you a trick. You open them, you go through them. You close mm-hmm. them, you can't go through. There's them, right? a hinge. There's a doorknob. Yes. Okay. okay. Sometimes. No. Sometimes okay. they slide. Or maybe there's. Yeah. It's like a. It could be like a saloon door. You push. It could be that. It could slide. be a po- pocket door. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, this here, this is see, this is why I asked. There's all different types of doors, and we have many of them in our house. Uh, we have a door such as that swings and closes that leads to our bathroom. I, my wife gets up at ungodly hours. She, she keeps a terrible schedule. Uh, and I was woken up by the children today saying, mom is trapped in the bathroom. And I said, <laughs> I said what? What? What, time, what? What time are we talking? Uh, this is probably like seven ish, uh, six oh. quarter to seven. Uh, okay. So slightly less ungodly hour, but still wait, early. Well, she's, she's probably up? up. What time am I usually up? Yeah. Uh, like seven thirty is probably when I get wrestled out of bed. Uh, so she was she's up at like five. I don't know if she's even asleep. So she, who knows? Right. Who knows? She might have. Uh, she might have been stuck in that bathroom for a while uh, before the kids get up. I usually get up around when the kids are getting up, which is around seven seven thirty. So she is up. I don't know when. So there's a distinct possibility she was stuck in there for like two hours. Nah, she would have said something like that. But um, right. and uh, so we went over to the bathroom, which is you know right. You know, we have a very small hallway. And uh, yeah, it turns out that doorknob's not working anymore. So the door opens inward. So you're not, mm-hmm. you, the, the handle would turn and the mechanism would turn. The um, thing that goes into the strike plate, into the wall, would not retract. Okay. So, so that had become detached somewhere along the way. Yeah. So. I take off the front of the door now. I take off the whole thing. There's nothing to look out there. This is a mortised door lock, by the way. So there's nothing to see there. You're just all, now it's just a hole where the turning mechanism is, uh, and there's nothing to see there. So When you took it off, did you unscrew it, or did you just take a hammer to that motherfucker? No, I, I unscrewed everything and took it off. Okay. Um, and so I said, uh-oh, which is which point I said, oh, you're – you're fucked like i don't know uh there's not much i can do here return turn the mechanism and the thing doesn't retract i was able to then slide uh a small screwdriver under the door jam to her and she took off her side of it same business just the just the hole where the doorknob post would go through Mm -hmm. at this point you know we don't have a lot of options left um I slide her uh, a butter knife so she can't she can't get like the credit card in you know like hey maybe I can slip it through the thing to hit the catch. Oh yeah. She can't do, she can't yeah she can't do that on her side. There's like a molding in the way from where the door is catching. I can't do it from my side. I slip her a butter knife and a thin flat wrench. There's not a lot of room underneath the door jam to get stuff mm-hmm. to her. Like you're not fitting a hammer underneath there. Uh, and I say you got to you got to stop you got to start popping the pins out of the hinges. Like they, we got to take this door. There's no other way. This is on the second floor, by the way. There's no other way to get you out of here. Aside, we can break the door down, or we could, um, we could uh, uh, pop the hinges off. So finally, I was able to slide her enough uh, enough items for her to get the pins out of the door. 
the hinges. We're able to kick the bang the door enough to get it off the hinges and free mom from the bathroom. Wow. Meanwhile, the kids are like camped out next to me, like uh, like watching the event unfold. You know, they're fascinated by this. And we've got a ticking clock because they need to be at camp, you know, in you know, it is now like eight forty and they need to be on their way. Camp starts at nine o'clock. So um uh I hope I hope camp is close by. Camp is pretty close by. Uh, okay. So we 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 were a little late to camp, but uh, uh, but mom was free. That's the important. But mom was part. free. So get this fucking shit because it pissed oh, wow, me okay. off to no end. Ooh. So I open up the door mechanism, and um, imagine when you turn the door handle, just a little uh, a hook. Basically, this I'm just abstracting this. A hook mm-hmm. pulls a t- uh, uh, the catch, which is on a little just piece of metal, and and pulls it in right. And when you release yeah. it, it's on a spring and it bounces back. So you turn the door handle. Pulls the catch in, you release it, it springs back. The metal was such a thin piece of crap on that attaches to the hook, it just bent flat. So that when you pulled the handle, the, the it couldn't grab anything. There was, was nothing, no longer hook. There, there was no longer the hook basically had flattened itself. So uh and then well, as I had it open, I was like, geez, that tiny, that thin little piece of metal, it just broke off. Like as I was wow. as I was like touching it. How dangerous is that? If my kid, my six-year-old, were in that bathroom and just had turned the knob that morning, like, wh- what would we have done? What is the mechanism? My six-year-old's not popping the door hinges off. Like, how, no. how insanely dangerous is that? It's not not dangerous. Like, it's definitely uncool on several different levels and so i guess the question i have is how long ago did you have that door installed yeah like before two- you answer I, I actually i want to add that who is at fault who is, is there a contractor no no so maybe but um uh no i really like my contractor so it, that that lock in that uh in that door is not more than five years uh and it is uh i looked up the replacement parts and it's like people have had that problem before. Like it is a, is a known problem. It is a cheap door lock. Uh, but it is like, you should not be able to sell that. I mean, if, right. imagine that happened during Like if that thing breaks during a fire or a need to get out of a room or that thing is under some kind of stress and pops off, it should be illegal. Like I, I would think so. You know, there's I, a lot of things that should be illegal. <laughs> I not. really don't know what would have happened if one of my kids were stuck in there. Like, I, I think I just would have had to kick the door down. Uh, and, and bust the the strike plate out of the molding. Like I, I, I don't know what else would have happened. There is well, a possibility we can go in through a bathroom window, but that's that's some tough business. You realize there's only one solution here. You can never close the bathroom door again. Yeah, just that's actually open, maybe worse than having someone trapped in there. Just, just an open bathroom door policy from now on. Oh, it man. would it would have absolutely sucked if you had had to go and do like a straight up shoulder charge <laughs> into the door to knock it down. But at the same time, uh-huh. that would be a story that your kid would tell for the rest of their oh, lives and how t- great it was. Like I got stuck in the bathroom. My dad just straight up shoulder checked the door down. It was awesome. Oh, it was it would be so much repair work. It would bust yeah. the molding out. It is a very small bathroom. It is possible that door would have just crashed against the toilet, which would have possibly broken the tank, which have possibly and had water spilling out all over the place it like i'm 
in in the scenario we were in, it was probably the best case scenario where I kind of knew the tools I need to, like where my tools were to get to my wife. She knew how to use them on the other side of the door, and my kids were just sitting there waiting, watching the whole show. But it made me so furious when I opened that thing up to see the point of failure and say, this, of course this this thing failed. Look how cheaply made. This, this absolutely should not be a thing that is sold. So... That is my story and my anger. Uh, and so now I went on like uh, eBay to go find locks that were made in the 20s and 30s because uh, to replace in there because I've seen the insides of those and they are just not that garbage. That, that garbage is so what it was. Back when they used more metal. It was absolutely back when they like, used more metal, slightly like, different mechanism. Need some of those pre-war locks, you like, know what, what I'm saying? What like fraction yeah. of a cent do you think they saved on this thing? Dude, unbelievable! It's like the 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 amount. I can't believe the little tab just snapped off when I touched it. Like it had just it, it, the metal was so weak. Oh my gosh, it made me so mad. Like, I mean, I do believe it in the sense that I live in an apartment in New York City that was made from the 1970s on. So every single piece of this thing is made of that exact material you're talking about. Like you breathe on anything too hard, <laughs> it just falls the fuck over. <sighs> but in a home, it should be better. It should be. You should have better stuff. I mean, I'm not necessarily mad if you buy something cheap, but there should be at least a standard. I agree. Where's my government? But that's, let's say it again, America, it's standards. Not so great these days. Oh my gosh. I, uh, listen, I don't know where this thing came from, but I'm, that's it. The depths of hell. Find a class action suit. This this should not be allowed. You're waiting for your entry point into politics. You've got it. There you go. Yep. Just get on the door mount regulation platform. No okay. more fucked up doors. 2K22. <laughs> oh, your, gosh. This is your hot button issue. Like, the thought of having to kick that thing open or try to shoulder charge that thing open and the amount of damage that it has to do. <sighs> time to run for Congress. Everybody's doing it. Yeah, time to. That's exactly say, what I want. This, uh, this does give me some perspective on the thing I was upset about this morning, which, uh, in grand scheme of things, not that big of a deal. So thank you for giving me you that perspective. It. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, if they're, I mean, getting stuck in a room is bad, but if you're going to get stuck in a room, the bathroom is not the worst one because at least you've got access to the <laughs> facilities. Yeah, you know, the family member stuck in a room is definitely less of a big deal than Jackass movie gets delayed. Not, that is oh, not a thing sure, that I need to okay. be upset about anymore. I'm, I'm willing to just accept that. Again, let me be clear. My wife could handle it. It was more like yeah. the, my my son or my daughter stuck in there is like a much more escalated serious situation where That's even more no bueno. Yes, and I I so I the other thing I bought as I was looking to buy a replacement uh mortise lock for that thing is a uh, um a spring-loaded uh pin ex- extractor for the hinges and then now the kids have to learn how to use a uh, 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 like a nail set like a like a spring-loaded pin thing to pop hinges out of a door it, just in case they get stuck in there um anyway everything is a life lesson oh my gosh oh my gosh just like just how does it fail fucking open if you, if it, they should be, fail, it's into, literally the only thing a door is supposed to do. Yeah, that's what my wife said. <laughs> my wife was like, <laughs> "The door's got one real job: is to let you the lock, to let you in or let you out, right?" And like, it, it fails in the. I mean, I guess I could understand a front door. You probably want to fail in the closed position, but like, not an interior door to fail in the locked position. I don't know, man. When did, you were a kid, did you ever get stuck in anywhere you weren't supposed to? Part yes. of the house, school, mm. place. 
nooks and crannies stuck at school <laughs> no it's, uh, in the, it's stuck i just in, mean like locked into a place you weren't supposed to be um i don't i don't know yes no i can't think of, if i guess if it were that serious i would remember right yeah probably yeah i'm gonna say like i was thinking about work or something like a job where they shut down the place and i wasn't supposed to be there but i don't remember i don't remember anything that scary did you I I have this vague memory. It's hard to like I, I I don't think I was really stuck. I think I was just hiding at some point like in the area underneath the house at one point. Okay. When I was a little kid and I think that my parents were just trying to coax me out. I don't think Aww. I was actually stuck down there. I think I was just like hiding and I didn't want to come out for some reason. Aww. But yeah, I don't think I ever got like locked into anything or stuck anywhere like that. Yeah, I mean, for physical spaces, yeah, metaphorically locked into and stuck in places. Well, boy, let me tell you. Yes. I mean, that's all life is, is getting stuck somewhere. <laughs> that's a different story. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, I can go on about that. Anyway, that was my morning of 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 kind of, shit, I don't really know how to get you out of this bathroom to, all right, I think we can figure this out, to then being furious, furious yeah. at the world. Brad, did you, um speaking of not furious, but slightly amused did you see the uh class action suit from western digital regarding we've talked about those drives before oh, right let's not they're they offering they fucking did it again they're they're offering uh two dollars or three dollars a drive i think as part of the settlement settlement for their class I, action suit I may, I may never buy another western digital product again uh, which is exactly what i said last place, time though that's What's exactly that? what I said this time last year or about a year yeah. and a half ago when they pulled this the last time. Wait, and wait, is there like, a new thing or is this not the same suit? For, is this wait, not, are you talking, wait, are you I talking got, about the hard I got drive a, thing? Yeah, I got a notice that sounded like it was the class action shoot, suit from that initial... Um, wait, are you uh, talking, you're, you're talking about the, the SMR hard drive y- yeah, thing? Yeah. Is that, are, you, are you sure that's what that's for? That I was don't know. I'm not sure. I kind of, that seems way too fast for a class action proceeding to proceed um i, I kind of you know skimmed that Let's, thing you know i would believe that western digital has any number of class <laughs> action uh suits proceeding against them at any moment uh, uh so what if i were in a situation where i mostly had western digital I mean, so drives? like almost okay. almost across the board I, I dude i thought you were talking about the current as of like last week scandal around western digital misleading oh, their customers what's the new thing well, hey while like you t- talk about the new thing while i pull up this I, trying to pull I, up this email I, I only know what i've seen of it in passing i can't okay. speak with too much authority other than that they were misleading people about the types of memory they're putting in their ssds oh, oh okay it was slower than they had portrayed and when caught, they said, well, we updated it on the data sheet. Sweet. Whoops. Period. Like, that was it. It's just like, oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, we changed the stat on this PDF that nobody ever looks at. Um, and, and, yeah, they just keep, seem to keep doing this. So, Well, here's, uh, here's my notice from uh, the Northern District of California, where all the good cases mm-hmm. come out of. A proposed settlement has been reached in a class action suit. Plaintiff alleged that Western Digital misrepresented its WD Red NAS hard drives as suitable for use in network attached storage devices because the drives use SMR shingled magnetic recording technology, etc., 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 etc. Who's included? You know, if you bought a drive such and such a time, 
the purchasers of two terabyte and three terabyte Western digital red drives will receive $4 for each drive purchased. And purchasers of four terabyte and six terabyte Western digital drives will receive $7. Oh man, score. Each- <laughs> I'm, el- I'm eligible each- for the seven bucks. <laughs> purchase oh man not even worth maybe my time to have read that you could have paid me four dollars this is the thing from last year i'm surprised this case went through that fast you must file uh, a claim by november 22nd 2021 i i joined the years ago i joined the class for the playstation 3 other os class action suit i also did oh and and got my check for ten dollars and 77 (laughs) cents or whatever it was and of course did not cash it because it's way funnier to have that check than it is to have the $10. I did cash it because I always cash it, even if it is for the, like, if it's like a three-cent settlement. That's, I was like, motherfucker, you send me this money, I'm putting it in my account. It's, it's because you're a big believer in free software, and you... <laughs> I that's am. Right. That's right. You wanted, right. You wanted your Linux exto- install more than anything, and you didn't get it. Yes. Noted Linux down. fan, Alex Navarro. Definitely a person who didn't barely learn yes. Linux when he was doing IT support just so he could do one job and then never bothered to follow up on it. Remember, it's free as in speech, not free as in beer. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Penguins. I, uh, I don't know if I'm going to send that in. Also, I think I made I all of my those drives for the the proper drives that i actually wanted so they yes, did they mm. they replaced mine with a not shitty one but it was yes. a refurbished not shitty one uh, as a replacement for a brand new drive that i had never used which four dollars brad four dollars for a four cool. terabyte drive cool. or i'm sorry two to three terabyte drive good stuff yeah good stuff definitely definitely going to be able to replace any drive for that four dollars or Man, i love the domains that people register for class action lawsuits WD red NAS hard drive settlement.com. <laughs> it's very descriptive. Like, Amazing that wasn't taken already. It's what we were going to name next lander. It's weird. I'm, I'm going to write a random domain generator of every company name and infraction you can think of.com and go out and register all of them. And then, Oh boy, you're going to be busy. See you later suckers. You should make a bot for that. Uh, all right. Well, doors open, doors close drives, Data sheets are amended. I don't know. West, digitals are Western. Mm-mm. I don't Mm-mm. just Easy store. Come to, I don't know. But video games, they're here forever. Uh, Psychonauts. No, don't say things like that. That's that's how you jinx it. That's no, how you kill video games. That's okay. That's that okay? That's okay. That's okay. It looks, we could, I mean, it's not good for our business, man. You kill no, video games. It's it's not. It's not. Listen, well, start, a new, start a new company. Kill pivot, video games. I will pivot to something else. Hey, we got to have aspirations, (laughs) you know, go big or go home. Uh, Psychonauts 2 is a hell of a game and I'm glad it's here. I'm glad video games made it this far because Psychonauts 2, I think is a fantastic game and I wrapped it up. I saw credits, um, on that video game there. But did you collect every figment and everything? Holy crap. Great question, Alex. Hell no. Yeah. Uh, There are so, I, you know, I tried to collect every one I saw. I, if one was in an area where you're forced to move forward and I saw it as I was forced to move forward, I have not gone back and collected it. There is a um, power up in that game that is at like rank 150, I think. Have you seen that one? The pin? No, it's a power up. It's a power up on clairvoyance, I think, that unlocks the cooldown for all of your powers. It says basically like, hey, your powers don't require charging anymore. Uh, Ooh, yes, I, I, I remember seeing that. 
Yes. And I remember seeing the rank 150 on it and going yeah. like, wow, there's a lot of stuff to collect in this game. <laughs> so I don't know if it's one. Is it 100 or 150? Is it I, don't, I don't remember. It was, it's I somewhere it was up there, three though. Three digits. I'm uh, at like rank 40 or something. So uh, Yeah, I ended the game around rank 60. Uh, so that getting that thing in itself means you've probably collected most of everything else. Yeah, I would think so. <laughs> there's like nothing left to use zero cooldown powers on at that point. That is very much possible, uh, unless there's some DLC for Psychonauts 2 in, down the line, but I don't know. So the uh, so d- I, at that point, I think once I realized that like I'm still so far away from that thing, I think I'm going to be content to not get every figment. Uh, it, it was... Um, and, you, know, you can go back in and jump into previous levels, but I don't know. The, the game is a lot of fun. It is. Uh, yeah, and- like... I like collectathons, but like that's not really why I'm here. I like you. I will just collect the stuff as I go. But like everything else, like definitely has my attention as I'm playing it. And does it, does it go places? Would you say? Yeah, like, I think later it does. On, either well, not either. Like both design and kind of let's say emotional content. I mean, you know, like the, this is a game that is like very well positioned to tackle some like heavy subject matter. I think right? it. Like, I. Do they, do they, I, do they go any inter- 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 interesting places with either of those things? I will just, I would like to, to very briefly say to our audience, there's a chance we'll talk about some light spoilers here. We will not get into like end game stuff or anything here, but like, you know, just to talk about some of these levels and what's going on in them, we might have to give some details. Just, just so you know, here's your moment. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll, I'll, again, without going into specifics, I do think they, they try to, they flesh out the characters pretty well. A, a decent amount of them. There are a lot of characters uh, yes. and they do a pretty good job of fleshing them out. And most of the game takes place inside the heads of, um, of the kind of psychonauts uh, that you're, that the you're learning about. Six. Yeah. And so you're, you're learning about those uh, characters. I mean, you go inside the heads of a lot of other people too, but uh, mm-hmm. you, you know, you spend a lot. Of time, and that's where a lot of the, the kind of uh, emotional, I mean, they, they use every every pun possible so when i say emotional baggage yes it is a collectible but it is also you are kind of sifting through that stuff on each of those yeah. characters and i again are they it's a game that is kind of on its face pretty cartoony and pretty lighthearted. Uh, i think they even say this in one of the disclaimers in the game like hey this is a pretty lighthearted game but we do tackle some pretty serious issues here uh and i think they they walk a pretty good line on that one so so yeah. so i think they do it's <laughs> there's some stuff that is like kind of messed up in it that is like pretty pretty heavy and kind of messed up um but i did not have the same kind of like i need to go turn the lights off and go in the shower that i had from let's say some other games recently that uh, mm. i finished sure and and was like i don't feel well uh yeah. this game was was like okay all right, I you know, I think you I think we got there and we we kind of went through it and that was yeah, that's kind of messed up and everybody has been telling you, "Hey man, that's messed up." Uh so that's fine. It it it's been a long time since I played the original Psychonauts, but everything here feels like it's very much in line with the way they handled those subjects in the first game. Like I think the the writing has gotten smarter and a little bit more, you know, modernized in that it is written by people, you know, who have experienced the current times and the current discussions around mental health. Because there would not have been a warning like that at all in right. that original game. You know, like people didn't really consider stuff like that as much. Yeah. And, you know, here it's like, like you said, they're having fun with these subjects. They're not treating them with no weight, though. Like they're not treating it like, you know, when in the early part of the game, when you go into uh, the agent's head and you start messing around with the mental connections and that causes problems. Mm-hmm. 
they give a lot of weight behind the fact that Raz really fucked up there. And, you know, everyone kind of acknowledges that, but also, like, doesn't beat him up over it. And are just like, okay, you actually seem like you learned your lesson. Yeah. And I think they, they do a good job handling stuff like that. And even when they get into, like, goofier stuff, like, they're, the section I'm in right now, you're trying to you, to piece back together the psyche of Ford Crawler, who was one of the main characters in the first mm-hmm. game. Uh, and a kindly old man uh, who is unfortunately had his personality kind of split apart. Shattered. Shattered. So you're kind of going through a bunch of different quests to try and piece that back together, and that involves jumping the heads of various people in the process. And, you know, they're getting at some pretty dark stuff there. You know, there's a lot of abandonment, a lot of anxiety. Uh, I think it's Compton Bull, like, has basically hit a point in his life where he literally can't live outside the psycho-isolation chamber Mm -hmm. because he's so terrified of judgment and other people's voices being in his head that he just can't deal with it anymore. And, but they don't, and like they have managed to have fun with a concept like that without making it feel like they are just drawing huge characters of anxiety of, you know, these kinds of mental issues. Yeah. It seems like the, the stuff they are trying to approach and, and, uh, and deal with has a purpose, has a narrative purpose. And they're trying to, they're not just throwing stuff in there for shock value or because it might be an interesting story beat. I, I do feel like the stuff you're dealing with, with a lot of these characters has weight to it narratively and purpose to, um, you know, also for the, for, for Raz to kind of be a, a come out the other side of it, learning more about that stuff. It's not just, yeah. it's not just shock value. Like some other games maybe have handled that stuff uh, in the past. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, shock value is like the last thing I would expect from Double Fine. I think they yeah, yeah, it's pretty, not their five. Pretty thoughtful, yeah, pretty thoughtful and, and smart overall and across I, all, all their games. And I think it's presented again. I other people might have different opinions on it. I think it's presented fairly uh, in, in a pretty sensitive light. There is again some stuff in there that's just like hey, and it's just like you know the characters are like yeah man that's really messed up. I mean like you mentioned Alex there's a part where you're reprogramming a person and be like, you yeah. cannot do that. Like that is uh you cannot change someone's thoughts. Even if you think gambling uh, is, is okay. You cannot do that. Uh, so- At the same time though, there is like, so one of my favorite sections, I will say again, every time I go into a new area in this game, I am usually pretty blown away by just like the visual palette of the thing. And my favorite one of those so far is the one where you go, you, you get, find a brain in a jar mm-hmm. and uh, you sort of re like you sort of reboot that person's brain because they've been feasibly dead for a long time and they don't remember how to exist. So like yeah. they just don't have this notion of like I forget what sensation is. I forget who I am. I don't know what's going on here. And then pretty quickly you realize that's Jack Black voicing that character. Um, and then you eventually shove that person's brain into another person's head, and they kind and then you go into that head to try and sort of piece it back together. Uh, at which point you find out that Ford Crawler and the Psychic Six were in a psych rock band in the 60s and that Ford Crawler was basically the Les Claypool violin at one point. But it's, uh, it's pretty good. It's really good, but also it's weird because the character whose brain you replace, like, I never really quite figured out what happened with him, Nick John Smith. Like, he's just there in the mailroom. It's the mailroom. It, se- it seems mail, like he's broken, guy. but you're not really sure why. He's got no brain. Yeah, it's a good but- brain out. But when when did they do that? When did that happen? Oh, that's that's a that's a pretty early story. Beat. Yeah, that's, they, uh, that's they when find he, him with no brain. He he is like inside a, a shipping box, right? Like he, they 
Yeah. Like, they're like, hey, go deliver this box to the the headmaster or whatever. He's the and, reason like, I don't. The, he, he falls he, out of the box and did he I has miss no that breed. somewhere? It's, yeah, you must. Know, it's, it's like it's it's definitely like mainline story cuts. Yeah, you, you must have missed it because it's the reason you go to the casino is because you find like a matchbook or a key or something that says the casino in his pocket and he is uh he is like why you go to the casino. It's, but they it, peer through his eye or his ear or <laughs> something ear, and see yeah. that his head is empty. But then yeah. he's. He says the word television despite having no brain. Yes. Right. Yes. He just kind of says words. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, All right. I guess I guess I just somehow like lost that detail somewhere okay. amid everything else going on. But nonetheless, you know, again, you are just shoving another person's brain into their head. Oh, and that's psychonauts there. And there's yeah. just uh, always always brains going all over the place. It's um it's it's a it's a lot of fun. The variety is pretty good uh throughout. I, I never like found design wise. Yeah, like, I, I, yeah. I, I mean, those. the gameplay, like the the combat and the platforming challenges, never really get that crazy. But like, you know, they they escalate over time. I think in a pretty reasonable way. Well, because like we talked about last week, that casino level, there's like a sequence where it's is it four or six? I forget how many. Like rapid fire little puzzle rooms mm-hmm. that you go through that each are like totally different from all the others. You know, it's like they did a lot yeah. of they did a lot of like unique design work to build out interesting stuff to do there like I, do they do they ever start repeating stuff or does it keep up that variety the whole way i haven't seen any of the stuff that was like that casino level mm-hmm. and in the other stuff so far they they usually will have um they usually will have a mechanic per level that is the new thing and and that it gets a little more traditional and you're kind mm-hmm. of like okay you have your new power now use it all the time in this okay. level to solve. Okay, yeah. Like when I when I got to the casino, I was like, either this is gonna this variety is gonna continue through this whole game, which would be super impressive. Yeah. Or this is their kind of showpiece where they dumped a bunch of their ideas into this one spot. I I mean Ooh. I will say they do have things that are little set pieces that remind me of what you're talking about, where they have a little narrative hook like those, uh, like hey, it's all gambling, right? And and it'll be yeah. like that'll be incorporated into the puzzles. But for the most part, they'll introduce you to a new concept, and then you'll be doing that for forty-five minutes. You know that just yeah, like the the Compton Bull section basically turns into Overcooked at one point, and you're just kind of playing Overcooked inside his brain. Trying to remember what? Oh, that level's great. Yes, that that one's really good. I think that might be one of my favorites. That that is such. It is. I would say not Overcooked. It's like this. It's like a great. Oh, I don't want to give it away. It's it's such a it's such a great. That might be one of my favorite levels uh, in the entire game. Uh, maybe not the end of it, but uh, the the rest of it. Um, and yeah, I, the boss fight I don't love. But I don't the, love. I don't the love actual <laughs> like running around in that area is great, and the, like the the, the presentation of that stuff is, great. is, yeah. is really good. Um, so anyway, I think top notch. Um, uh, Vinny says could be his game of the year contender. Uh, I think I think it is. Up it's there. in the conversation for me too, it's, for it's, sure. It's really well done. Some surprising voice work in there that. Um, um, Alex, once you get to the end, I'd love to run down some voices. I tried to see in the voice list some voices I thought I heard, but maybe they were soundalikes. Uh, okay. There, so. Yeah. So far, Jack Black is the only one that was like, "Oh, that's Jack Black!" Like yeah. just big alarm bells. That's Jack <laughs> yes. Black. God, I guess he's just in every Double Fine game now. Um, well, I told you, like, I, I'm sure I've told you guys this story, but like when I was working at Harmonix and I had to do an EA press event around the same time they were putting out Brutal Legend, we were in Europe. And Tim was there to talk about Brutal Legend. And then somewhere partway through that trip, he met up with Tim with, with Jack Black and then his him and his wife and Jack Black and his wife all just went on vacation together. Yeah, like, I think they are like genuinely friends yeah. after Brutal Legend. I think I think this is some I think Double Fine's some of Double Fine's best work. Also, I think in the cast, in the voice cast too, you will find some Double Fine's greatest hits. 
throughout their um if you watching the credits long credits oh boy they put the backers in there that might mm-hmm. be the longest backer uh, credit thing. Please, investors. Yeah, investors, uh, come on. I think they. I thought they called them backers in there, but I'm not sure. But it is. Um, it is very long. It is uh, it, like almost a, a hilariously long. How how long it scrolls, and you can hold down the stick to speed it up until it's just a stream of white text going by, and even that still took a while to uh, to get through. So Psychonauts 2, I think it's fantastic. I think it's a great game. I think if you have the opportunity, you should check it out, even if you're not a fan or don't remember anything from Psychonauts. Uh, it's on Game Pass, uh, and if you have Game Pass, absolutely check it out if you're... Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're not into platformers, this isn't going to be your thing. That's the only thing I no. would say. I mean, it's a platformer. I mean, I, I, I think it supersedes like just being a platformer. Could be. I think, I think it, is, be. it is more than the sum of its parts. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a fantastic game. Uh, very, very pleased to uh, have enjoyed Tell me, it. 20, 2021, year of the action platformer throwback. <laughs> it it goes. It's a long... This it was Ratchet, a, man. It was a longer mm. game than I thought. Uh, it was. Uh, there were parts in it where I thought we were wrapping up, uh, but I don't think it overstayed its welcome. I just... It was um, longer than I expected, which was okay. I mean, the first me. game was pretty long, too, for mm-hmm. a game like that. It was like 15 hours or something. Yeah, I should check and see how much. I mean, again, I was trying to collect as much as I could. Uh, that is a reasonable human collection method. I don't know if I can go back and collect everything else. It's just my my last my last comment on this game uh, is that uh, it is uncomfortable how much Raz's dad in that game looks like my dad did in the eighties. Oh yeah, like, almost identical okay. to the point. Like my dad was not an acrobat, uh, <laughs> but nonetheless, it's just the the chin strap beard and the you know kind of longish up brown hair and the sort of like dark circles under the eyes much as i have that's my dad and it's really weird when it's just hey dad what's up i like you're that. not you're, my dad's not from grulovia but it's close <laughs> enough i like raz's family i like yeah. everyone in their family um all right uh the other thing that um kind of quickly here uh i jumped into for a bit uh forgotten city yeah. Game came out um, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it, July, I believe. Oh, is it July? Like July. Yeah. Okay. It's been out for a bit. Uh, <laughs> Go figure. It's a time loop game. Time loop. What? Suddenly getting some extra buzz, some extra lift mm-hmm. in the wake of perhaps some other time loop games coming out. Yes. So uh, uh, it's it's been getting buzz before that. Like to be fair to the game, it's been it's been picking up some some steam. Since it came out, pretty much, but I think I think twelve minutes coming out, and I don't even know if I should call twelve minutes polarizing, or <laughs> should I just say it's not super popular? Let's start with Pol- polarizing, and we can work from there. Like polarizing implies that there is a strong uh, pro Support. camp. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, yes. I'm not entirely sure that's the case. I'm actually trying to think back and see if anyone I know has actually said anything like effusively positive about that game, and I can't think of a single like, example. I am I am still stubbornly trying to make myself finish it without just looking up exactly what to do. I didn't mind the mechanics and stuff in terms of the adventure game parts of it. So that is about. Um, I I think it's it is wildly repetitive on that front. Yes, like, it is. Like I was like, I, I was pretty sure I knew what to do. And then I looked up in a walkthrough and confirmed I was doing what I was supposed to do, except I was skipping a step that didn't seem like it would be necessary, but it was necessary. Mm. Like, I guess I won't bother getting into it because we don't need to talk about that game a bunch, but it's like, 
five minutes of setup to get this guy in the right position. And because I didn't do one thing to him before I did the actual thing I needed to do, it didn't work. And if I had done it, it would have worked. Like, that's just so arbitrary. Yes. It it's is clunky. So, it's so tedious. Like, I would much rather spend my time playing The Forgotten City, which seems awesome. Uh, the Forgotten City is, uh, I think it's been in development since the dawn of time, at least uh, in 2016. Skyrim. So it was a Skyrim mod. Yeah. Like people may have seen this going around. It was a Skyrim mod that they then went and remade into a real game on Unreal Engine with yeah. three people. Yeah. Like they say right at the beginning, like, hey, this game was made by three people over five years. Wow. Uh, yeah. And it's like, it's, it's like very conspicuously small in scope, but it's like very well produced within that scope. So you mm. can see like... At the same time, you can say, wow, this is really impressive for three people. And also, like, wow, they did, good, they did a good job of, like, constraining how big it is to make what's there very good. At least from what I've seen. Like, I'm not, I haven't finished it or anything, but it's, like, it's pretty impressive up front. Yeah, it's, it's um, you know, it, I am not the biggest fan of that type of Bethesda game. That, that mm-hmm. kind of, that big, sprawling Skyrim fallout. I just find it. Oh, I love that stuff. Uh, I find it a little too loose, loosey goosey for me. But yeah. this is this is pretty tight. This so is the this, opposite of that. Like, yeah. like in, in in scope and format and intent, it is the opposite of that. It's just that looking at it, you can absolutely see how it was a Skyrim mod. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, because the it is absolutely walk up to people, <laughs> have the camera center in on their face, and present yeah. you a list of dialogue choices. Like it's set in an ancient Roman city. But even then, like you walk around and like you can't pick up every object like a Bethesda game, but like there are straight up cheese wheels scattered around and like mm-hmm. it's pretty clear where this came from. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's really interesting. I think it's it seems really neat and I want to keep playing it. It's uh, like you basically you basically you are a character who washes up on a riverbank with amnesia right next to some ancient Roman ruins. And you go in there and realize that it's like an ancient Roman city underground. And then you walk through a time portal and now you're there in the era. So instead of being ruins, it's an actual city. And you choose, uh, you, you choose a, a backstory, which was yeah. kind of surprising. Yes, it's like, it's me. got like a mass effect thing of like, I was a soldier. I yeah. was an archeologist. I yeah. was a thief. Yeah. Which and like, so wait, so are you a modern person or? Yes. Yeah. So okay. yeah, when you, when you wake up, you, it's present day. Like it is very okay. obviously, there's a lady there in modern attire, so you can tell it's kind of present day, and she's the one who sends you in there. Um, there is a pandemic reference in that game. There's also so, a Karen. There's a yes, Karen meme reference. <laughs> yes, it's it's kind of, but it like it. I think it, it works. pulls it off. It works. Yeah, they pull it off. Like, the writing has been pretty good so far, but yeah. um, like some of those kind of origins are just like, oh, you sprint faster, or you take more damage. Or the archaeologist, I think it says like, oh, you'll you'll have occasional insights about the ancient world. That's who I picked. And then the soldier is just, you have a gun. Yeah. With 10 yeah, bullets. That's about right. You have a gun with 10 bullets, which you will need to use wisely because there will be no way to get more. So I was so, like, all right, which one of these has the thing that is the most unique to what I'm going to be doing here? It's the gun. Oh, <laughs> so really? Like, having exactly 10 bullets and that's it. It, it. it is a little interesting. I took, I took the gun because how else are you going to get a gun in ancient Rome? But also like this game is like, it seems like a game where you really want to experiment and see what you can do to break the sequence. Cause everything's on like kind of timers or, you know, you're repeating the same events over and over Yeah, to try to solve a mystery. And it's like having the option to just shoot a person in my toolbox as I am trying to see how I can break this thing or change the course of events seems like a pretty good thing to have. It's so a real army it. of darkness. This is my boomstick moment. Sure enough. Like your first run, it seems like your first run through the day through the time loop can be very long if you want. 
because mm. you can just go around talking to everybody and trying to figure out what's going on. But at a point, I was like, I want to see what happens when this thing resets. So I just pulled the gun out and shot whoever I was talking to. Okay. On the spot. And yeah. sure enough, it triggered the end state of the time loop instantly. Yeah. So I was going to say, do you have regrets once you figure out what the curse on this whole thing is? Uh, wait, do you mean me? I haven't yeah. figured it out. Is that what you're Oh, okay. No, no, well, I haven't. They, I haven't. Like, okay. so. They kind of lay out, uh, they lay out pretty early, like what the, you know, the, um, the, the premise of this, this whole city yeah, is yeah, pretty you're, early. You're, you're, you're back. So, I mean, it is ancient Rome, but it's an underground city. And like, they tell you explicitly, it's like, it's kind of very mechanical the first time you get into the time loop because a character meets you at the time portal and essentially is like, Hey, let me take you on a walking tour of the city. Yeah. And then he tells you like, Oh, there are 23 people who live here. Right. And then it's like, they really start just throwing in your face, all the events of the day that you're going to need to get acquainted with. Like you walk, you walk by <laughs> a bar and there's a lady there going like, ah, free drinks for everyone in my bar tonight. And then right after that, somebody's like, oh, we need to prepare for the election this afternoon. Mm -hmm. You know, like they just keep a busy day. People like really go out of their way to tell you like, oh, this is going to happen in the morning. This is going to happen in the afternoon. Like these are the things you are going to get acquainted with as you learn this loop. Um, but yeah, it is like two dozen people. Like it's, it's a very small scope. So Um, did you talk to the magistrate? Yeah. So like, yeah, you, you, you quickly find out that they are under sort of a curse where if anyone commits a sin in the city, everyone dies instantly. Yeah, so that, that is the, yeah, so that's but, what I was but, wondering if bringing the, at that point, you're like, well, the, the, the gun might not have been the, uh, right. So yes, like what turns out when I killed a person with my gun, I was the center. Yes. And everyone else in the city turned to gold and I just booked it for the time portal and started <laughs> over. Wait, hang on. Okay. Thou shalt not steal. Uh, uh thou shalt not covet. So yeah, that shall not kill. You're right. Yeah. That is yeah. a sin. No, they, yeah. they, they explicitly say like, yeah, we're pretty sure murder is the <laughs> worst of the sins that we could, but they don't know. Like they actually they don't know. Right. Yeah. It's part, it's a plot point that they don't exactly know what qualifies as a sin. So it's a pretty like decent I, setup for a video it's, game. It's, it's pretty well yeah. written. It gets yeah. into some interesting aspects of like life in the Roman Empire because like there's tons of dialogue options. So you can talk to like you're talking to the magistrate and he's talking about how Roman civilization is like the most <laughs> like you tell him it's like your society seems kind of barbaric. And he's like, what are you talking about? Like Rome is the most civilizing force in the history of humanity. We have this, this and this. We have universal rights. We have blah, blah, blah. But then you're like, doesn't your society allow slavery? <laughs> and then he's like. Well, yeah, but we would have executed those people otherwise, so I don't see how it's a big deal to make them slaves instead. Yeah. Like, it gets into some, like, pretty interesting, like, sociological stuff. Um, uh, I, but, but, but also, like, I, I had an encounter with a guy where he was, like, on the verge of committing suicide. And I, again, just testing the boundaries here, I encouraged him to go through with it just to see what would happen, because I wanted yeah. to know what the what the parameters of this curse were, and he jumped off a thing and killed himself, and the curse did not kick in. Because the other lady that was standing right there with us was like, was like, like she was sure that that would qualify as a sin. The suicide yeah. would be enough to get everybody killed if this guy did it. But then he did it, and nothing happened. So like that was an interesting way to test stuff like that. It's 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 it seems very intricate. It seems like all these plot points and these characters crisscross each other uh, in, were, in some interesting ways. There was a, a a similar thing again, without trying to go too much into the spoilers, where. I really, and again, maybe this is just the game covering its bases, but um, I knew something was going to happen and cause the character to die from knowing that thing was going to happen. And then later a character asked me like, Hey, did you know that was going to happen if that character did that thing? And uh, my answer was, 
if I knew that was going to happen, that would be murder and it'd be a sin, wouldn't it? And, you know, it's got, it basically has, it tells you every time you're lying. So it just says lie next to it. So in two cases, you're like, well, I guess lying isn't going to cause this thing to to trigger. And then also, yeah. um, and, you know, everybody's kind of just like wink. And the other character was like, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Wink. Well, glad they're not here anymore anyway. So it's, yeah. it's pretty, it's, it is also I hit a kind of dark part in it, and uh, darker uh, than what Brad described. Yeah, man, the whole thing has been pretty dark so far. Yeah, it was yeah, like pretty. Okay. It was pretty, pretty effing grim. Um, huh. That uh, that I was like, this, ah, this is. I mean, it wasn't the worst thing in the world, but it was just like, oh, okay, this is a little more. This has a little bit of horror in it as well. Um, yeah. Saw, yes. saw, oh, yeah. Did you go into the underground area? I went into the the palace. Yeah. Oh no, I'm thinking about a different. Okay. Like an actual underground, like cistern kind of area. There's some, uh, there's some supernatural, be- there's some supernatural stuff tucked away. Like it's not a big space, but there's okay. a lot to look. Well, it'd have to, to be because you're in a time loop and there's a curse. Like supernatural is kind of just implied there. Well, well I mean, it's, more it's, traditional video gamey. I mean, they're um, all just like, dungeon hey, it's, the kind of stuff. it's the gods and this is happening. Um, and I haven't, know. I haven't found like a, a, a period appropriate weapon, which is interesting. Like hmm. when I went into that cistern, the guy outside was just like, are you going in there without a weapon? Or are you crazy? And like, I had not flashed my gun at him, I guess. So he didn't know I had the gun. And so I turned out to be pretty well equipped to be in there. Okay. But also, wouldn't he not know what a gun was? Mm, yeah. It's a boomstick. Probably, probably yeah. a good point. Not um, too many people seem uh, too disturbed. Uh, I've only had a couple of reactions when I whip out my flashlight uh, and they're not like, uh, yeah. whoa, hey. I, I appreciate how blunt you can be with everybody. <laughs> What's like, your story? What's your writing, story? The writing allows, well, not, not not more about yourself because the writing is constantly just like allowing you to break, kayfabe's not the right word, but you know what I mean? Like you, you mm-hmm. don't try to blend in at all mm-hmm. or you have the option of not blending in at all. Like as soon as you get out there, you can be like, wait, how the hell are you speaking English? Yeah. And then you yeah, can Yeah, that was actually what I was about to ask. And then you can immediately be like, I'm from 2000 years in the future. <laughs> like you can just be extremely honest about your origins. Like you don't have to hide anything. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty refreshing. But wait, uh, why does everyone speak English? It's, so they tell you like, I'm not, I'm speaking Latin. And so are you. I yeah. mean, your accent's a little funny, but you're speaking Latin just like us. Like it's ah, magic. the old Star Trek universal translator uh, solution. Yeah. yeah. It's magic. It, it, it seems really well made. I am, I am pretty intrigued by it. Also, yeah. it does, it does the thing well that I was just complaining about 12 minutes doing poorly, which is like when, on subsequent loops, it shortcuts you in very smart ways. Like that dude who's waiting to meet you at the time portal the first time and takes you on like a tour of the city. The second time you pop out of the time portal, he says the exact same thing to you of like, Oh, let me show you around and take you to the magistrate. You can just, the only dialogue option, it's not even, you can't even take him up on it again. The only dialogue option at that point is like, yeah, we had this conversation already. You want to show me around and then take me to the magistrate. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, oh, wow, shit. I drank way more last night than I thought. <laughs> well, okay, have fun. And then he just like, like they just don't well, force is, you through the, the, the hoops. And he takes it a step time. further and then gives you a zip line. And is this like, yes, uh, yes. Yeah, that's yes. The, the end of that conversation is like, oh, by the way, here's this contraption I've been working on. <laughs> yeah. You can use it to use these zip lines all over town and get places faster. He's like, great thumbs up. Yeah. So, uh, I, I left where I left off playing. I hit like, um, they also track quests very well. So it's, it's it doesn't all, it also doesn't feel like you're just aimlessly wandering around. Um, they, they give you a journal full of a lot of stuff. Yeah. I, I left off in a, a point where I just filled out like a 12 step thing where it, when that's when I put it down, I was like, Oh my gosh. Okay. This must be 
this must be the off ramp into game town for this game. Like the, yeah, the rest was kind of set up. It seems like it might be a little aggressive about filling in quest steps for my taste. Like there are spots where like the second, the right dialogue option triggered, it would mm. just go ahead and fill in the next step of like, okay, now go do this. And <laughs> yeah. I hadn't even had time to listen to what they were saying and like put it together for myself. Voice acting is pretty uh, good though. Yeah. The voice acting is good. Uh, uh the, the writing has been quite good so far it's it seems really well made like it's it, I, I think it's quite interesting right yeah on. i'm enjoying it i'll be um i'll be curious to see there there are some i don't know if you've got any up to much action stuff but uh um, i mean just the gun i haven't used okay any. like i kind of wasn't bothering to look for weapons since i had a gun uh we should say there is a mandate in the town which is all weapons have to get thrown into the uh yes. a, a chasm because you know nobody can kill anybody no sinning yeah. No sinning. Yeah. Uh, for the Forgotten City, pretty pretty cool. Uh, in this time year of the time loop, yeah. uh, boy, everything's a time. We talked about Tomorrow War a bit on the Ramble Cast. Everything is a. Uh, everybody's looking to either. Loop everyone's it doing or time travel. Death Not everyone's doing time travel well. Death <laughs> Death Loop is out in a couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, this one reminded me a little bit of Outer Wilds, where like mm. like I said, like I said, like Outer Wilds is a game where you can end the loop prematurely in about a zillion different ways. Yeah, and I kind of I kind of got that vibe from this of like shooting this guy on the spot into the loop. Like I didn't have to wait for whatever to happen, you know. Yeah. Or like making this guy kill himself might end the loop, except it didn't. But you know what right. I mean? Like there's a lot of ways you can kind of fiddle with the progression. I don't know if it does it have a timer. I you know I think there I, w- I, w- I was doing only. something else, but I think I think it's got the clockwork thing where events are happening. That's what it, I wanted to know. Yeah, and it, and I think the, an event happened. That caused the loop to happen. Somebody did something because that's the premise for. I don't want to give too much away, but it's kind of the premise for the game of like you have to you have to cause a paradox. It's very early on. You have to cause a paradox before the uh, events transpire of that day. That's what the magistrate's okay. telling. So there there probably is a timer running then. Yeah, but I don't know if you can disrupt by you know it's a mystery. So you're trying to figure out what what's going on here, who's doing what. And the, you know, the mystery is somebody's going to commit a sin here today and we don't know who it is. Uh, yeah. so you're, you're also, there are some missing people. So there's like that mystery that yeah, you're it's trying cool. to solve as well. Like there's a lot going on there. I, I wonder how media it is, but I'm really also enjoying my time there. Um, let's take a quick break and we'll come back. We'll talk about a couple more games here and then uh, we'll get into the news. We've got uh, Madden to talk about a, uh, a game. Alex, you spend uh, time with both of these games, Madden and yes, the I big did. con. Yes. Uh, we'll talk about those and then we'll get into the news when we get back. Well, let's take a quick break here. This week's show is brought to you by Rocket Money. Brad Shoemaker, Alex Navarro. I bet you guys have subscriptions. I had a lot of subscriptions. I had too many subscriptions. And at a certain point, I had to drill down. I had to, I had to focus. I had to make sure that I did not have so many subscriptions anymore. You had to take time out of your day. My busy schedule. Your time, which is worth more than anything, to find those subscriptions and cancel. Brad Shoemaker, do you live a subscription lifestyle? I am just a walking monthly bill at this point. <laughs> it's the world we live in. If you need help, boy, guys, I got some, uh, I got some news for you. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions monitors your spending and helps you lower your bills all in one place says here that most people think they're spending 80 dollars on their subscriptions but in reality 
The number is closer to 200. My God. What are we even doing? With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. Rocket Money also lets you monitor all your expenses in one place, recommends custom budgets based on your past spending, and they'll even send you notifications when you've reached your spending limits. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. That's rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Thanks, Rocket Money. This week's show is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Alex Navarro, Brad Shoemaker. You're not going to walk out of the house naked, right? Not if I can help it. You're going to put your VPN on first. Yeah, of course. Of course. One leg at a time, like I always do. <laughs> ExpressVPN is the easiest way to browse safely, securely, and just better. I just use ExpressVPN. I was away on a trip. I've had ExpressVPN for a couple of years here. When I got on that hotel Wi-Fi, I slipped right into ExpressVPN. One click, very easy. Get in there, and then I was able to access the internet, let's say. Yeah. What, what are you doing on that vacation there? I was. I had to access my GitHub account, uh -huh. and I was doing yes. some coding, and then sure. I, I used my ExpressVPN, and then VPNed into my home computer! Likely story. Uh-huh. And then uh, I watched, uh, you know, I watched uh, some videos, uh, you know, and it's That's fast That's what enough. they all it's say. It's got great speeds. It was connected very easily. I was even able to stream in HD problemless on the hotel Wi-Fi. And they didn't know <laughs> they didn't know a damn thing. Says here you can connect to ExpressVPN and you won't even realize you have it on, which I can vouch for. It's pretty seamless. So right now, go to expressvpn.com slash nextlander and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash nextlander to get three extra months of ExpressVPN. Expressvpn.com slash nextlander. Thanks, ExpressVPN. And we are back, and the games don't quit, and neither does Madden 22. I always get these. Yes, ones. 22. 22. Madden NFL Football 22. Madden, Madden current year plus one. Plus one. Yes. Always plus one. Um, how is your Madden NFL Football 22? I wish Madden would quit. Why? Jeez. Stop it, wow. Alex. Come on, man. All right. So I'm not going to belabor this too long because I know I'm the only one who plays this game here on the regular, and I have definitely made my thoughts known throughout the years about where Madden is at these days. And every year I say to myself, maybe this is the one where they'll get it back. This is not the one where they get it back. Oh. Um, so I'm playing this game on PS5. Uh, that game is $70 on PS5. I believe mm -hmm. it is 60 on the older consoles and probably on PC too, I would guess. Um, it, it is a lot like last year's game, which was also not very good. But that is kind of part and parcel of these. You get like one or two big new bells and whistles, and then by and large, you know, maybe they revamp one of the modes. But that's usually about it at this at this stage of this this franchise's lifespan. And I can almost live with that if the game is actually fun, if it is good, if it feels like a, like a solid simulation of the sport they are trying to simulate. Okay. But it does not. 
I will say the current gen console versions, they the player models, the ones they have chosen to actually put like significant effort into, uh-huh. they look very good. Okay. They do not animate well, however. And they, they it, it is very disconcerting to have Patrick Mahomes, one of the biggest, you know, superstars in all of sports, let alone football, just football, uh, come out and look like the animatronic version of himself when he is moving. It is not particularly pleasant. Is it worse than other iterations of Madden? No, it's just that the animation system doesn't feel like it's gotten much of a real overhaul. And I, mm. I'm not talking about like the tackling stuff, which is its own problem. But, like, just, like, you know, the on-the-field stuff, like, hey, you know, the big team's taken to the field. Oh, the team just won the Super Bowl. They're holding up the trophy. Like, it all just looks kind of cheap and janky. Mm. This is the first new console Madden, right? It, I mean, I think I, they, did a, they did, like, an upgrade last year, right? They did do an upgrade last year, and there were some significant boosts in the, that upgrade. Though I will say, when I upgraded the Xbox Series X version last year, uh, Madden would occasionally shut off my Xbox. So that was probably not great. Hey, this um, is John Madden. No more playing. Yeah. Get your game Boom. pass. Boom. Your console's bricked. Boom. <laughs> um, no, it didn't break my console, but it did shut it off. Uh, um, but the bigger thing is that it's still just buggy and shitty. Like, it's it's... I'm I'm primarily a franchise mode player, and in recent years, the franchise mode simulations have gotten worse and worse to the point where there are certain play types that you can almost rely will produce certain bugs. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are like trick plays, like, you know, a fake field goal or a fake punt or something where along the way. And it'll do things like if you're playing like the 20-minute simulation version where you just play the big moments, it'll pull you into a punt play because they are telegraphing to you that the other team is about to fake. Mm. Like, they are telling you, you have to play this moment because it's a big moment because they're about to fake punt, even though Mm. you're not supposed to know that. Mm. And I've had bugs where it's just like, the ball breaks. Why does the ball break? Like, it floats off away from the person who's supposed to get the snap, and then all the players descend on each other in, like, a weird rugby scrum oh, while the yeah. ball floats off to the side. Are you capturing the... You, you gotta be capturing I, Oh, this. I put that one... I put that one on the internet. That oh, would probably good. be a highlight reel this week. Okay, good. Somebody's yeah. got that already. Yeah, good. So I, saw, I saw that one going around. Okay. Yeah, and it's just like... It, it's, it's not every game that has this stuff, but it's often enough... And it's janky enough that, like, it. In some of this stuff is holdover. Like, it's been this way for at least a couple of iterations. And I'm just, I'm just tired, man. <laughs> like, I'm just, I, I, I want to like football games again. Yeah. And it's not that Madden has always been terrible. There is a within the span of the last decade, there have been good Madden games. But wherever they, whatever path they got on, I don't know if they just started cutting budget, if people left, what was going on there. But whatever's happening. It's just not happening. I mean, they do make these annually. I know. 12 and months, not a long time to finish a video game. And, uh, you know, it, I understand that that time frame limits a lot of what you can do, which is why I'm less precious about the, hey, they're not doing any major overhauls. They're just doing similar features. They're redoing this mode this year, and then they're going to do this mode next year. But, like, the bug stuff, like, just the fact that the football itself does not feel particularly good, mm. that is a bigger problem. And... It's especially troubling because they're talking about launching NCAA football again next year. And I see people getting very excited about that because there hasn't been an NCAA football game since I think like 2013 or 2014, somewhere around there. And if this is the state of Madden, which is NCAA was always the we take Madden and then we tweak it to our own ends kind of franchise the framework they are going to be working off of is troubled, to say the least. Hmm. 
This is still the only officially licensed NFL product in video games, correct? It is. There are some... So in recent years, there have been some indie football titles that have started to crop up on Steam. I have not really messed with any of them, but obviously they don't have the NFL license. But I've heard good things about a couple of them. Like, there's some solid football to be had if you're willing to look past the license. Right. But I just, you know, I don't want to assume too much, but, you know, it's, it's the only game in town. If you want the genuine article, they only have to do so much. Yeah. The- when did when did they? It was like f- six years ago, five or six years ago. They moved to, to Frostbite. That was like their uh, mm, probably was, longer than that. It may have been longer than that, and I want to say they tried to move off of it. Though mm. I don't remember if they actually did or not. I feel like Frostbite. I still see a Frostbite logo on there, but like, I, bet I, I don't know to what degree that they they are still using that engine. I'm not 100 I mean, fr- sure. Frostbite's been updated. I'm, I'm sure. But yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't think we can assume too much. I, I want to yeah. say I think EA beefed up its internal support team around frostbite quite a bit well it's good because apparently no one knew how to use it that wasn't dice and (laughs) like i don't know like and and, you know you talk about like the yearly thing nba 2k is by default mostly on its own like they sometimes ea decides to make an nba game and then sometimes they don't Mm-hmm. And NBA 2K has its problems, but the foundation of what that game is every year is still really solid. Like, even the worst versions of NBA 2K with all the bad fucking, you know, like, microtransaction stuff and, like, the, you know, the the weird off-the-court stuff they do that is not super great. The foundation of basketball there is still really good. Playing those games still feels like, you know, approximation of basketball that is, like, really solid, really good simulation, looks like the game, feels like the game. Not perfect. Should be their motto. But it works. Yeah. And, you know, I, I have my problems with EA's NHL series, mostly that they don't give any money to them and they never get to do anything beyond, like, just literally putting out the same game every year. But the actual hockey there still feels like it is in a better place than where the football is in Madden. And I don't know about FIFA, because I don't fucking play FIFA, but I see people complain about FIFA a lot, and just based on the sheer player base of that game, I, I can understand why maybe people would have some issues with it. I don't know. It's just it just it feels like this is a game in desperate need of a year off, and it's never going to happen. It's never gonna happen. It's never gonna happen. It's never going to happen. Madden NFL the year plus two. That's what we need. You Nothing need- stops. Nothing stops the bus. Bi-annual. It did stop for, for WWE. We talked about that last week. You know, eh, they- there was a little more going on there, let's say. And now they're about to start facing competition again. So they extra kind of need to get it right, because if that AEW game comes out and sells well, then they're under the gun in a way they were not for the last several years. Was there... Never mind. What? I was going to ask about the future of WWE, but let's not get into it. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll answer nope. any question nope. you have. Nope, we covered this last week. No wrestling. Oh, we filled All the right. quota. The, right. uh, I was just looking up Frostbite engines, and uh, it turns out, so Madden, this is saying, Madden's been on there since NFL 18. Okay. And, but this might be the first year NHL 22 is on it. Um, so, well, the first year NHL is on it with NHL 22, so. Oh, good. Uh, They're moving more games onto Frostbite. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, like we said, I think Frostbite's had a lot of work. It, yeah. This, this article is also sourcing Bioware saying Frostbite was one of the reasons Anthem had so much trouble, which is like, um, I don't know. Anthem seemed to have a lot of Anthem trouble. had several problems, <laughs> though. I, wouldn't, I would not be surprised if Frostbite was a significant one. It absolutely was. Yeah. Um. Anyway, don't so, buy Madden this year. That's my that's my approach. Like I'm I, I spent the solid week playing it over the last week, and I think I'm done. I don't even want to play any more of it. Okay. 
Madden NFL 22. John Madden deserves better. What? Uh, oh, speaking of, tell me about the big con. Oh, speaking of stealing money out of people's pockets. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Okay, well, yeah, it's right there, yeah. right? It's right yeah, there. it was. It was right there. It, that was what is the big toss. con? The big con is a game that I picked up on a whim uh, last night. Uh, it is out on PC, I believe on the Epic Store, and it is out on Xbox platforms. It's a $15 game. It is a narrative adventure set in the 90s. You are a teenage girl. Your mom owns a video store. You're in some fiduciary trouble. She's in in hock to some loan sharks. She's going to lose the business. That's no good. So you have one solution. You need to steal from everyone and anyone. Okay. So I've only played about an hour of this so far, but the basic mechanic is as the narrative progresses, you go walk around these different areas and you are stealing from people while also uh, interacting with various characters. Uh, And the stealing thing is basically a just pickpocketing mini game where you're trying to line up an arrow within a shrinking window. And if you get caught, you don't get to steal. Okay. Do you get arrested? I think you can only get caught three times in a section before, because there's like a little meter that pops up. I haven't gotten caught yet. Okay. I have gotten caught by one person, but I've not gotten caught enough to like have any kind of real fail state as far as I can tell. But the aesthetic of this is... A lot of the characters, like my girlfriend pointed this out and she's 100% right. The characters all kind of look like they come from the cartoon Doug. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the background art just looks like shirts Rocco from Rocco Modern Life would wear. <laughs> so like a, like, like a, like a paisley, like a, like a, like a like zigzag like a, and yeah, a swirl okay. symbol yeah, and like, okay. you know, and like a kind of half neon color. Okay. All right. Yeah. But yeah, that's the vibe of it. Um, and what is, that? is that? What is that like? Nicktoon vibe? Is yes, that, what, very okay. Nicktoon vibe, one hundred percent. But Got but Nickelodeon it. would never suggest you should start stealing from people. So okay. I need to mention. I cannot remember who it is now. People reached out when we talked about Nickelodeon cartoons a while back with that Smash Brothers clone, and I was like, "Where's Doug?" And a bunch of people came uh, at me saying, "Like they sold Doug. Somebody else owns Doug now. Disney uh-huh. owns Doug." Is it, is it, of course, who yeah. else would it be? Yeah, just throw the, throw the giant dart did, at the smallest dartboard. How and, did I uh, forget who it was that owned Doug? Because if there is a thing that is no longer owned by its original owner, who else would it be owned by now? I should say, that is what I remember. I have not looked it up, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it is Disney that bought it. You have like an 80% chance. Yeah. Um, who owns Doug Funny? The world wants to know. The Walt Disney. No company. one owns Doug Funny. Doug Funny is his own man. Yes, it is in fact Disney. All right. Um, when they well, Disney ABC, does not own the, the big con. Well, yet, yet, uh, yeah. I yeah. was also just going to say, don't worry, Disney. Uh, Doug will be reunited with uh, the Viacom family. I'm sure soon enough in the next five to six years when they purchase Viacom, CBS, Paramount, whatever, uh, whatever other things are loaded in there. There's a character in this game who almost identically looks like the bully from Doug. Like it's 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 oh, it's doing as much Doug as it can without infringing on copyright. We're talking about Roger Klotz. Yes, Roger Klotz. But I so I just wanted to highlight this because I spent a little time with it and I kind of I like it. It's cute. Like I haven't gotten too far into it, but uh, I like the tone of it. The writing seems pretty solid. Uh, your character, I don't know if it's an imaginary best friend or real, but there is just a character named Rad Ghost. That you okay. hang out with, who is a rad ghost, voiced by David Fenoy. Okay. Uh, and so there isn't full voice work, at least from what I've seen, but there are like vocal hits. Like every time there's a line of dialogue, there's like a, you know, little, oh yeah, hey, you know, like that kind of thing. 
And they got actual voice actors for those, but I don't think there's, like, long strings of dialogue from what I've seen. Um, but nonetheless, like, it's just a rad ghost. The ghost is rad. That's, there's really not much else to say about rad ghost other than go, rad ghost is pretty rad. Okay, it's right there in the name. Yeah. Self-explanatory. Uh, that's the big con. And wh- where are you playing that? Uh, I am playing that on the PC on Epic. Okay. Uh, well, those are the games we're playing this week. More games to come. Mm. Some games will stick around, and then there are more games coming. You don't uh, say. Yes, if you uh, if you caught uh, our planorama or our catching, it is not up yet, but it will be very very shortly this week. You can hear us go over those games over on the Patreon. That's patreon.com slash nextlander. But aside from games, stuff happens around the fringes of playing games. I like to call it news. I don't know. In the industry. What? In the industry. Uh, Goings on, moving, and shaking. That's right. The movings and the, both the movings and the shakings. And there were some movement. There was some movement and a little shaking this week. Uh, Hey, you guys, uh, speaking of things that need to continue, are you ready for more? Death Stranding. Hell yeah. You're talking about uh, that director's cut, right? That thing no, that's let's coming go beyond, out, right? Let's go beyond the director's cut. Hey, real quick. Did you know that that, I just found this out this morning, that director's cut upgrade from the original PS4 release is only 10 bucks? No, I did not that's, know that. That's, that's way friendlier than I thought. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, I think really. coming, coming off of Ghost of Tsushima being a $30 upgrade, I just so, kind of assumed that was the way forward. So hearing that thing's only ten bucks, that's that's, that's not great bad. news. Yeah, and that's that's coupled with the uh, save and port they say they said, which is great, and the ability to jump back into uh, from post game world into stuff is also very yeah. good. But well, you're talking about something else here. I am talking about old Norm getting out there and uh, flapping flapping those reed lips. Norm Norman reed lips. Um, Norman Reedus is saying uh, is hinting. That there's stuff going on? I don't know if I'd say it's hinting. It's more like he's trying to remember. <laughs> Considering the line is, I think we're doing a second Death Stranding. Yeah. Hmm. It's in uh, negotiations right now, so yay. <laughs> that's my dramatic interpretation of how this quote was transcribed. Uh-huh. So dot, 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 yay, <laughs> exclamation mark. This was, in a, this was in a round table for a Walking Dead thing. Is, that, is Wait, that where this came out? So I haven't watched Walking Dead in a very long time, and I, mm. I, I, I'm i guessing you guys haven't either. I've is his character it. the only one from the first season that has somehow made it through this far into the series? I don't know, because the thing that I took out of this was this Death Stranding news came out of a Walking Dead thing, and that's about as much as okay, I know enough. about Walking Dead at that point. I just wanted to poke that just in case one of you was like a big Walking Dead head that I did not know about, but okay, fair enough. I'm a dead head. Nope. I'm not a Walking Dead head. Okay. Um, where where does Death Stranding go? Uh, in a sequel. I mean, he literally right. said second Death Stranding, so what if they just do a second Death Stranding? Like, a, like, like Death Stranding... Like you kind of, you didn't, I, I guess you didn't necessarily solve the whole Death Stranding at the end of Death Stranding, but like, what if it just happened again? We're talking well, like, like, a, like, here a, we like go a, again. Like a look who's Death Stranding too. That's right. That's right. I don't want to talk too much about the plot of Death Stranding because a lot of people that's, might be getting into this uh, director's I'm cut, but sure. it's also, uh, um, sorry, it's two, it's been two years, man. The moratorium's over, but also uh, ask me anything about the plot of Death Stranding and I'm sure I'll get it wrong. You know, I guess, I guess that. 
that kind of says everything. It doesn't matter how that game ended. They could do anything. You could yeah. do anything. They could do whatever. In that game. Like, for uh, instance, they could not do a second Death Stranding. I mean, listen, I, d- I think we're doing a second Death Stranding could mean Norman Reedus is doing anything with Kojima. Like it's that, true. That could mean anything true. to me. Like, All new game could be. It, it, Kojima could have just been like, his people are talking. I bet, I bet, I want to say Norman Reedus, or at least it is portrayed that Kojima and Norman Reedus have a Schaefer and a Jack Black type of. <laughs> Type of relationship, a special right? relationship. Yes. Yeah, the special relationship. Uh, but I don't know if that is necessarily true. But I assume if uh, Kojima says to Norman Reedus, "Hey, we're gonna get you back for some stuff," maybe in Norman Reedus's mind, that's like, "I think we're doing another Death Stranding." I don't know. That's the thing I worked on with him, uh, and maybe they're not. I guess. I guess that's the thing. I don't know. I don't know how well that game actually did. Does anyone? Wasn't it reported they did just fine? Like the I budget think it did just fine, but like the, I, don't, I don't know if they ever actually reported numbers. I, th- I thought I remember hearing stuff like the budget wasn't as much as people thought it was, and the game the game did that just I fine. definitely heard from from multiple people that it was like it had a budget, but it was not like a crazy astronomical thing. But yeah, still, not necessarily the like Kojima unleashed millions and millions and mil- yeah. I mean millions and millions, but not the like but not the you know unleashed. hundreds of millions over five million copies. Okay. Yeah, that's, as that's, of, that seems good. Uh, as of this summer. Honestly, that's higher than I thought it would have been, so yeah, that's, that's, that's probably enough for them to justify it. That's that's pretty good. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Is Death Stranding a game that... Uh, Is this the next great video game franchise? Hmm. Maybe, hmm. I don't know. Listen, Metal Gear went places, so... I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but Metal Gear... Metal Gear was primed for becoming a franchise. No matter how much maybe Kojima didn't necessarily want it to be, like, that's just, just, it's a military game. It's a stealth game. Like, you can just keep coming up with dumb military scenarios, and then Snake has to go solve them. Well, and it was, the, the fact that it went the places it did, you know, is uh, right. fascinating, nonetheless. But, like, Death Stranding, it's like, here's my Tarkovsky-esque apocalypse story. So let's just keep doing them? Like, I don't, I just don't even know what that would be. Yeah, plus there's been all those teases out there about him doing a horror game. Like, the Silent Hill speculation never stops, so. <laughs> I mean, I he's secretly know. running that studio in the, in the Netherlands, That's apparently, oh so. Oh yeah, boy. no, look, I don't, don't I, buy that. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe they're looking to be a two-game studio, I don't know. Well, we'll see what happens. I don't know if I count Norman Reedus as the most... Um, authoritative source. That's exactly right. Thank you. Like, yes. On on what 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 uh, is coming up next for Death Stranding? You know, actors say all kinds of things. Oh man, they do. I'm right? not even sure Norman Reedus is the most authoritative stance on it, like voice for what's coming up for Norman Reedus. That, I was gonna kind of say that in terms of like I, I'm not really sure what I'm working on, dude. If I was Norman Reedus, I wouldn't be either. What yeah. the fuck does he care? You just put the put the lines in front of me and. Uh, Hey baby, hey, I go I, where my agent tells me, and I, I scowl. I mean, I I, I always I hear repeatedly he makes more money from Walking Dead conventions than he does from Walking Dead. I, I believe he, that he kind of just does whatever, man. Like appearance fees, and if, and if I were him, I, I would too. I bet. Oh man, how many crossbows do you think he signed? <sighs> three. You think three? I was gonna. I was. It's probably either three or hundreds, right? It's yeah, probably like dozens. Like, it's it's probably either a really low number or like anyone who has a crossbow wants Norman Reedus to sign. Anyway, 
check out my Norman, our Norman Reedus podcast coming soon. Uh, oh, okay. And then, uh, uh, more in the blizzard news. So, yes. um, if you have not kept up, there have been, um, uh, further, uh, further goings on in the, gosh, I have to remember what is the department that has filed lawsuit against the department of um, fair employment and houses. Yes, that's correct. Um, in, in the, in that lawsuit against, uh, Activision blizzard, uh, in its uh, kind of discrimination lawsuit and workplace practices lawsuit. It's been expanded a bit over the uh, last couple of weeks as well to cover, uh, I believe, temporary workers and uh, accusations of um, disposing of evidence unlawfully. Uh, and uh, Not hard that, to believe. Yeah. Based and on now, their response to all of this. Uh, and uh, th- so some stuff has been happening also on the development side. So yeah. in uh, Overwatch news, yes, they are renaming McCree, McCree. the gunslinger character in Overwatch, to something else. Alex, what do you think they're going to call him? You play Overwatch, right? You are definitely not anymore. Overwatch player here. I had kind of stopped even before all this stuff cropped up, but like I've had just zero desire to go back to that game since. Uh, I have no idea because the thing is, like this, this seems like it's just. Hey, in a in future update, this character will be renamed, and yeah. I'm not sure that there's anything in the lore that would indicate where they would go with that. But it just, okay. it doesn't even really matter. The main thing is that like they are renaming this character because he was named after one of the people who is who left Blizzard yes, under the yes. cloud of all this stuff. Yes, yeah, which I had no idea about. I did not know that that character's name was a reference to Jesse McCree, like a kind of high level designer at Blizzard. And this is a, a going thing because there were a number of references to other folks that were involved in this stuff uh, in, yeah, within so, World so, of Warcraft. So, so yes, but this is by far the most high-profile one of those. Yes. Because, yes, they have been purging references to a lot of the employees that have been implicated in this in this sordid business. But in the past, it was like, you know, obscure NPCs or weapons in WoW, you know, mm. not super prominent stuff. But this is, you know... This is one of the main Overwatch characters. Like, this is a certainly a, a higher profile example of this. Yeah, and um, you know, it, it's. I mean, look, it's, Overwatch it's, is big. I don't know if you've heard. It is. I'm not. I I don't know where it's at these days. Like, I know that Overwatch League was big, but I'm not sure it was ever as big as they wanted it to be. And mm-hmm. I I think that game is still pretty heavily played, but I don't know like what the current state of it is because, like I said, it's been already been about a year since I even touched it. Yeah. And, Honestly, oh, sorry, go ahead. well, I was just gonna say, like, I, I this is the right move. I, you know, like, I think if you want to just and and going forward, it sounds like they will not be doing this anymore. No, with that's, that is the the whole reason I put this in here was this line from the announcement about this. Going forward, in-game characters will no longer be named after real employees. <laughs> like, boy, <laughs> what a broad brush way to just admit that your entire culture is rotten to the core and you can't afford to take this risk again. <laughs> Like, yeah. holy shit. Like, well, at the same time, like, I've seen people commenting on this and being like, oh, like, you know, they're just trying to sweep this under the rug. And, like, this is not, like, a real, like, this is this is not an indication that Blizzard is taking this stuff seriously. Like, this feels like a kind of perfunctory move. But I, you know, the thing I'm getting from this is that this is what the development team can do. Yeah. You know, like, the, the bigger issues revolve around management. They revolve around corporate if you're a dev at the ground level on this stuff and you are just trying to figure out ways that you can fix things on at your level, this is kind of all you can do right now. You know, like obviously be there for employees who are having these problems, you know, like 
supporting people wherever you can. But it's like, other than that, like you have to like this, this lawsuit has to sort out itself through, you know, the government agency that's suing and through corporate, but like the devs can't fix this. Like they can't fix the entire culture of the company. They can only try to root out this stuff wherever they see it. That's it. Also, I, I would, I mean, just to add a little to that on the development side, imagine being somebody who works there, who has to deal with the animations and this character all the time uh, and has had experience or is getting told stories about what this person did that this character is named after. Right. And you yeah. have to work on this character as, you know, like Brad, you were saying, this is a major character and it, this, this character has merchandise named after him. This right. character that's is what, that's what I mean. It's like in stores, like you can't, have you to can't play stuff. overwatch. You cannot play overwatch without coming up, running up against this character and, and his name repeatedly. Yeah. So, so getting that just out of the system so that every time an employee has to update something here or work on this game, isn't having that thrown in their face is also, uh, yeah, uh, ho hopefully moves past some of that, you know, on the player's end and on the people who are there just on that development side, like you said, a lot going on there. I mean, there's, and again, there's like accusations ongoing. here. Yeah. It's ongoing. There's accusations here where it's like, people are saying documents I had related to my case at this company got shredded, you know, like right, as part of that expanded. Uh, yeah. 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 And but it's yeah. like, you know, I, I guess the response was we have kept all relevant documents, you know, but like there's a very broad definition there of what relevant actually is in this. And I think part of the, the filing there is that like, no, you didn't keep a lot of stuff that we needed for our investigation. So mm. what a mess. Mess. Um, ongoing. Ongoing. I'm sure, there, I'm sure there will be more and more. Um, Alex, what's going on? Uh, what's going on with Sega? And uh, what's going on with uh, Yakuza? So this is an interesting one, and I'm not really sure how to how to respond to this one yet because I'm a fairly recent Yakuza player. I don't have like a long history with this series, but you know, a big part of the you know sort of the creative driving force of behind these games was Toshihiro Nagoshi, who is like a 30 year vet at Yakuza. He's worked on Super Monkey Ball on Sega Rally. Uh, he yeah. worked on or F Zero vet GX. At, vet at Sega, yeah, yeah, at Sega. But so, you know, he's also the head of Ryu Gagoku. Ah, Gotoku. I never am able to say that right. That's my bad. Um, he's the head of that studio. And while he has not been the main, I don't think he's been the main director on the recent Yakuza games. He's still a creative, like he's a producer. He's still a creative force there. But it sounds like he is in negotiations right now to leave Sega and join NetEase, uh, the Chinese company. Uh, not. Obviously, they are not saying what he would be working on yet, presumably on whatever new games they are currently working on. Uh, but, you know, that's that's a pretty high profile mm. exit from, you know, for, for a major developer at a studio. And again, 30 years is in this industry. That's a long fucking time at one place. Dude, Negoshi has been around for or has been like the face of this stuff for ages. Like yeah. I remember running, we, we ran interviews with him at GameSpot, like when we were still at GameSpot. Like that's yeah. how long he has been like in the public eye as a spokesperson for, for a lot of these Sega franchises. And, and I Nettie, feel, sorry, go ahead. Net, is a, like a competitor. Like I'm not f that familiar with the Nettie. I mean, well, they're portfolio. in that 10 cent category of like mobile first. Okay. Yeah. Like a big old, big old, uh, like in fact, a big company. Are, like in fact, they are a primary competitor to 10 cent. Okay. 
In fact, I the th- last th- the other thing I saw about NetEase last week was kind of tied into that story that was going around about China restricting uh, gameplay for for miners in the country. Like apparently NetEase's stock like dropped precipitously uh, around the time that stuff got announced. But yeah. but nonetheless, I mean, you know, I, I'm not surprised. Like my understanding is that Chinese companies have been trying to find talent from various other you know various other indus- areas of the industry to bring in. Oh, that stuff is everywhere. I mean, yeah. like Tencent invested in platinum in right. Japan. Um, I mean, Tencent has invested in a ton of companies. <laughs> yeah, like Tencent is everywhere. But also, like NetEase, remember, is the one that inked that hundred million dollar deal with Bungie, right? Yeah, a couple of year, couple of years ago. Oh, maybe that's a, why it was IP. familiar. Okay, so, like they too are making massive moves to get their boy put their stamp on a lot of other stuff besides besides their core business. Man, I'm not saying yeah. that like. Yakuza won't feel this departure if it ends up coming to pass. It seems like it will. Because I, you know, that's that's the person who has been there the entire time, you know, kind of at the head of this thing since Yakuza launched. But they're in a good place. It seems like they have a pretty good array of talent making those games now. So I don't feel like I need to panic about this. And I'm not necessarily thinking like Yakuza fans need to panic about it. But you know it's it's a big deal, and I'm I I it will make me very curious to see what the first game without him involved at all would look like. Hmm. Okay, uh, but not announce for what role or project that Netty. No, I mean this is this report. Like it's not him announcing this. Like it's just that he's okay. in final negotiations to okay. to join Netty's, but none of this has been publicly confirmed, as far as I know. Uh, all right, we have another story here. There is a, a, a Martin Luther King Jr. event that is going on in Fortnite. I believe it's going to run for a whole year. Uh, feelings? Apparently in collaboration with Time Magazine. Yes, yes it's, Time it's, Life. Uh, it's the March Through Time experience. It uh, launched on the 26th. It uh, basically is the Lincoln Memorial and the National Mall. Uh, and it has, um, uh, you know, the I Have a Dream speech kind of playing there. Uh, and you can kind of take a tour through some uh, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, civil rights yeah. uh, uh, moments. I, in, you know, in, again, I, in for, inside Fortnite. Inside so, Fortnite. Inside Fortnite. The way say, they do their other social event stuff. I would say I would say standard dissonance between, on the one hand, you got to meet the kids where they are. Uh-huh. <laughs> On the other hand, that screenshot going around of a xenomorph and Rick Sanchez holding up like I have a dream. I did not see signs. That. I saw that on the National Mall. Was just like I don't know, man. It's, I don't know if I can do it. There is, I think, there is a nugget of well-meaning good yes, idea here. Yes, yes, I, I, I definitely feel like somebody, somebody's heart was in the right place. Here. How do we engage the kids kind of thing? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And like, how do we, how do, like, like you said, meeting them where they are, where they choose to exist because Fortnite is very much more a social hub than anything else at this point. There are games in it that you play. One of those games is what brought everyone there in the first place, but it is a place for kids to hang out. And the problem, there, there's like three things about this that I feel like just undercut it entirely. Okay. One is the aesthetic of Fortnite on its own. It's video game McDonald's. They have mm-hmm. all these licensed things floating around. Yeah. They have all this stuff in there. It is a big cartoony shooty shooty game. And it just feels like putting a World War II museum in the middle of McDonald's playland. Like it just doesn't fit that way. Mm-hmm. 
Second thing is that Epic has some weird issues around this stuff, which is to say, you know, they were being sued in recent years by black creators for straight up stealing dance moves and dances uh, to put in the game. I believe those lawsuits did get thrown out, but that doesn't mean they didn't do it. It just means that they weren't found legally actionable. And I think that is kind of a weird aspect of this as well. Mm hmm. Also, and, they apparently had to disable dances and emotes in this space. Yes. Because people, people were using certain avatar and dance combinations in racist ways. So did I was going to ask, did they disable all of them? Because that was the third thing I was going to get to, is that uh, I saw some people saying that the Catwoman whip crack was still available at one point. To all do emotes their... have been disabled in the March Through Time experience. Okay, I think that wasn't the case with, when they first with, launched it. With the exception of eight that were designed specifically for the event, according to this games industry okay. that is story. All right. By one Brendan Sinclair. Um, yes, the, he, he, he describes some of the things people were doing, and it sucks. And I, I just want to say, like, it's not the idea of trying to do something educational like this in a video game. Like, that is not the problem itself. Because, like, you know, in the case of, like, say, the Assassin's Creed games and those museum modes they've been doing recently, mm -hmm. by stripping out the combat and all the dumb story stuff, they already have the educational foundation there to do something like that. And it doesn't feel weird walking around those environments because they've already they've obviously put a lot of work and a lot of effort into making those things, you know, realistic in a way that begets a kind of educational experience like that to me is much is a much easier sell than something like this where it's just it feels like you are trying to ram something serious into something that simply cannot hold that that's right yeah i think that's where i feel it's too easy to be goofed on yeah like it's too it's yes. too easy to not take seriously this very serious thing um and, but i don't know like i'm way out of touch like i i don't know like is this where you're gonna get the most traction on something like a, like a message you're trying to get across or is that message completely lost uh, for the majority of the people who then go off and have a, a battle royale, you know, like, like, are you, is that, is that disconnect, that gulf so wide that you don't even see that it's disconnecting that the, this message of peace and harmony, we're all one and then go have this one player survives or one team survive battle royale moment after in, in a hot dog suit is, is not quite there. I don't think it's devoid of any benefit, like I, it's not that I don't think any person will ever find something beneficial from this or learn something from it. I just think that it's not thought out well enough, and that the platform itself would need a real serious revamp to make something like that feel like it belongs there and is in, at home there, as opposed what to something it, that though? has just been kind of like dropped on it. Is Fortnite just a platform in which a battle royale also takes place? It is just is well, it just also, another? You know, I mean, there's also like rap concerts that happen now. That's what I mean. Is it now just a social space, not unlike Facebook or uh, or WhatsApp? Or I'm trying to not just say Facebook and Twitter to sound cooler and more hip. Well, like, uh, like all the like a TikTok. I mean, it is different in the sense that it is more of like a not to use the this stupid ass buzz term that Facebook is now using, but it is more of a metaverse. It's a place where you can go around and you can interact with each other as opposed to just like Zoom, you know, yeah. and I just I just don't think the one they have is capable of holding up the weight of something like that. It just mm. it just isn't designed for it. It was never thought out that way, and yeah. it can handle stuff like the big dumb concerts because. It's just musical performers. It's just people doing interesting visual performances within the confines of that engine. Right. 
And here, like, it, again, you know, they, they had to just basically project a video on a wall in a space that they built. Like, there isn't really, like, a whole setup for this. They there's just some, found a way a to kind of jam it in. Around. Yeah. There's a little more walking around, but I'm kind of with you. Like, this isn't necessarily entertainment. Like, yeah. This, 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 or, or at least, I don't know, in my mind, it's not. Like, this, and, I, you know, I just come from... I, again, I'm disconnected maybe a bit from what they're going for of like, this is a museum piece. Like this is a thing that yeah. is like you, you're quiet in a museum and you were told to shh because you have some reverence for the material that's being shown. But maybe that's showing my age and, and again, uh, people I, aren't in museums. It's not that I don't think video games can handle subject matter like this and figure out a way to give them weight, the, the due amount of weight and importance that they deserve. It's that I don't think Fortnite can. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird one. Do you guys know I did a I did a I programmed in director uh, a piece for the uh, National Civil Rights Museum in Memphis. Ooh, no, uh, I didn't know that. Back in my back in my direct back when director was, was a thing. Was to say if it was in director, that was some time ago. Uh, years and years ago. I wonder if that installation still there. My wife, I, my wife, uh, my now wife. She was not my wife at the time. Did most of the work on it, and I think I just helped do some. Uh, uh, scripting for the for the thing there, uh, and we went down and we saw the installation. It was cool. It's cool to see a thing with a. It was a touchscreen thing, that um, was neat. Cool museum. Anyway, I don't know. It's um, it's weird. Know. It's just a weird thing. And you know, again, I don't necessarily fault them for trying it. I just don't think they are equipped to handle it. I don't fault someone for trying it. Yeah. Like there is, there is the argument about these gigantic multi-billion dollar corporations using things like this to legitimize their platforms. That's another one. Yeah, totally. Like, like whoever, somebody at the center of putting this in motion genuinely wanted to touch people with it. But at the same time, you know, gigantic companies get a lift. Yeah. Like they get, they get societal legitimation out of stuff like this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Do they, are, are they earning that? I don't know. That is... To be debated. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, yeah, I. Bleh. I like museums. Hey, um, maybe one day we'll get to go to them again. Yeah, maybe maybe someday we could set back foot in them, and then uh, uh, we'll see Fortnite uh, a Fortnite demonstration in a museum that is then doing a, a, a Martin Luther King exhibit in there, and that'll be the full end of it. Uh, remember that Dead Space reboot? This is a quick one. Remember that yes. de- they're rebooting Dead Space. They showed some very, you don't see this much anymore. Uh, it's hard to even call it gameplay. They showed like wireframes. They had a stream for Dead Space. Yeah, a lot uh, of some of this was like roughed out sandbox. Yeah. Combat testing stuff. B- buttons that just said spawn thing, you know, that's just like, okay. But basically they were talking, the thing I took away from it was they are updating some of the mechanics. They're modernizing that Dead Space in ways that are uh, hopefully for the best. Like some of the zero-G stuff, they went over um, how the um, limb dismemberment, if anybody's played Dead Space, kind of a big big mechanic in there, uh, is getting uh, updated, and how the fidelity uh, of the, the engine now lets them kind of show visually uh things that you'd have to that you couldn't do before and it's kind of a big dead space thing when it's minimal ui like no health bars and and kind of uh none of that so being able i think for them and i think for the game being able to show stuff without having any more ui is kind of a interest 
to me, the whole thing read is like, okay, I think you understand some of the problems Dead Space had, and you understand what was really cool about Dead Space, and that's an interesting, just minor little kickoff into the Dead Space reboot and re- reaffirming that it is not just going to be take this other thing and pretty it up a bit. Some yeah. of that zero G stuff seemed interesting. I did not necessarily enjoy the zero G stuff from Dead Space, where you kind of jumped from wall to wall. Yeah, it was a little clunky. That. Didn't really like feel right. Stuff. I like that stuff. Yeah, it was a good yeah, concept, though. Especially yeah. when you actually spacewalk with it, that was a genuinely kind of mind blowing moment. Was your magnet boots? Yeah, when you go and it all gets quiet. I mean, just from that little bit, and just from what they've been saying about this thing, I feel like they're approaching this thing with the right attitude, which is to yeah. say that like nothing is sacred. But at the same time, we don't want to lose what you liked about this game. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're exactly reinventing the wheel here. Yeah, like they they talked about building on top of the original geometry in this thing. Which makes me feel like maybe more of the bones of the original game are in this than I thought. Literally, the, they're the good bones. Structure. They're yeah. not like building it from scratch from the ground up. I don't think they're old bones, but they're good bones. The, some of the some of the dressed up atmospheric footage of environments they showed looked pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah, and they, you know it looked very gross. They kind of go through, hey, look how many layers of flesh and skeletal and muscle uh, we can now render, and like you can peel away with your gun to see the bone beneath it. And it's like, yeah. Okay, I guess that's uh, it's just where you have to go with this stuff. Uh, into Vomit Town, and that's gonna do it for the news. Yep, yep we're off to Vomit Town. It's time Woo-hoo. to go to Vomit Town. Uh, there was a there, so we had um, we had the Gamescom stuff last week, and they started showing it was kind of a weird thing. They started showing more stuff as we move forward. There, I don't know if you guys caught some of that Saints Row uh, uh, uh gameplay stuff, it looked very video gamey. Um, you know, not well, too much there so. that was, yeah, not too much there that was surprising, but it's interesting that we're getting these gameplay demos, uh, longer gameplay demos now yeah. outside of all that stuff. So. Yeah. There was the Saints Row thing. And then today the, uh, the Marvel's Marvel, Midnight, yeah. Midnight Sun, uh, stuff showed off a little bit. They showed off some of like the card based elements of that game and, uh, boy, it's, it, you're right. It's not just XCOM. They did not in fact just do XCOM, but with Marvel. Yeah. So it's interesting to see those things, you know. I guess that's what you would have gotten behind closed door press event things Presumably, in the past. Yeah. And now they're just like, let's just, we'll, we'll edit it. We'll cut it together and, uh, and, and present it to the world. We talked about previously, if you missed it, if you missed some of the names of those games, we had Psychonauts too. I think that's a fantastic game and a lot of fun. I really Agreed. enjoyed it. Continue to, uh, the forgotten city was the one uh, that was in that Roman city or town. That was the time looping game. Don't confuse th- it with other time looping games. I think that game seems pretty cool. Yes, You've made me I, want to play it now. Yes. seems neat. There's some, there's, some, there's some meat in there. Some stuff to sink your teeth into. Uh, that Madden NFL 2022. Do Alex. not sink your teeth into that turducken. <laughs> Alex says maybe avoid Madden. If you if you're waiting for uh holding off on a Madden, maybe this isn't the one, huh? Maybe not. Okay. And then the big con. The big con. Stealing everything to help keep the VHS store open. Gotta do it. Gotta keep those tapes. That's gonna do it for this week's show. Before we go, we want to thank everybody for supporting us out there and around. Uh, you can support us uh, just by listening or watching our stuff. That is always great. Thank you very much and being awesome. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash nextlander. Pick a tier there. Again, we uh, we try to make as much stuff free and available as we can, usually streaming uh, uh, three or four days a week. 
and then our archives going up on YouTube. But we do have some fun rewards. You can check those out on Patreon. And we have different tiers there. One of the tiers there is the Mysterious Benefactor tier. And one of the rewards there is having a shout out on this here show. Alex Navarro. Yes. You want to kick it off here? I will. It's my week and I am here to shout out these Mysterious Benefactors. No longer mysterious. You are Max Villado, Aaron Gonzalez Beer, Andrew Jackson, Nick Donegan, Mark Wilhelm, Matthew Herrig, Bacon Monk, Chris Barkhurst, Blood Emblem, Brian Murphy, Anders Buge, Conrad, Conrad Kuzman, Steven Yulikovich, G Chap, John McGinnis, Jack Eineker, James Smith, Richard Welsh, aka Hired Noobs, John Hubbard, Jad Rita, John B, Adam Bilo, Casey Shaughnessy, Kinto, Andrew Slosky, Sean Miller, Matt, Peter, Peter Reardon, Robert Fisher, Thomas Lynn, Rick Button, Robojebus, Skywarp, Evan Cook, Statics, Steve Lynn, JM, Jerry Lee, Brian D, Joseph Reagan, Ninja Ducky, Ben Murden, Trevor and Adrian R, Jay Lanier, Tyler Treese, Edward Chick, Mark Allenbach, Kevin Velado, Gary Pejsky, Rob M, Nelson LeBlanc, Sean Phillips, Malone Hart, The Bunny Fiend, Marcus G, Devin Maestro Hall, Randy Duax, Andrew Teepkin, and It Me JP. Thank you to our mysterious benefactors, and thank you to everyone who has supported us, whether it be through Patreon or just hanging out or spreading the word out there. I hope you're all spreading the word out there. Spread that good word. Spread that good word. Nextlander's here. (laughs) And we've got a podcast. Thanks, everybody. We really do appreciate it. Couldn't do it without you. And that is the truth. Really, we could not. Uh, That's going to wrap it up. If we've got uh, a thing uh, going on tomorrow or today, depending on when you're listening to this, which is full motion video. It is a FM Vinny is happening and I've got a copy of Ripper and I can't wait to show Brad Shoemaker and Alex Navarro. Um, I really hope the le- le- less you know about this, the better it's full of surprises. It has one of the most ridiculous casts that I played a lot of FMV games. This one might be the most, the most cast. I cannot um, wait to get DMCA for that blue oyster cult soundtrack. We will immediately this yes catch it live because this will I don't May know never if it, appear anywhere again. Uh, the the game does open with Blue Oyster Cult uh, in its opening scene, so there's gonna be that. Can't take it out. Got to have the full experience. So thanks everybody for supporting us and uh, uh, supporting us so that we can fight these good fights. No, I don't know if we could so we could demonetize these <laughs> things as they go up on YouTube and try and keep them up there. And let Blue Blue Oyster Cult or its publisher or whoever gets that money get its money. Um, And you can catch us. uh, um, We're going to take off Monday of next week. We got a holiday. We're not going to be around, but we'll be back uh, the uh, Tuesday and the days, obviously, that are in the rest. We will still have our podcast next week and all of that. It's happening. If you missed it on Monday, we also had some really fun scrap mechanic. Yeah, we did. That was some real good mechanicking. I uh, 
Uh, Brad, amazing work. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, if you want to see somebody try to WASD1234 their way through uh, ridiculous puzzles, switching buttons and moving with uh, um, digital controls. How did it feel, Brad? I'm an engineer. <laughs> okay, Damn Brad's right an engineer. It's certified now. Certified. Uh, go check that out. Uh, those archives are available. Alex Navarro, Brad Shoemaker, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we will see you next week. Bye.